Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of Moderation Drinking. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. Today is uh, December 18th, 2023. Uh, this is a new podcast. Uh, this is not tied to Zintegra. It's not tied to the other podcasts. This is one This is one that I felt the need to do personally after some um, some incidences that happened here uh, at Zintegra uh, about uh, eight months ago or so. Uh, and it is something that I've known my entire adult career is a problem, and that is uh, people participating in alcohol, enjoying it appropriately. Uh, but when you get to, like in my situation, the work world, it can get out of control really quickly. And uh, that's led for me to want to be involved in this podcast. I've got a special guest. I've got my co-host, uh, Sam Meter with us. Sam uh, is the founder of a website called moderationdrinking.com. And Sam's story is exactly what I'm talking about in terms of trying to get ahead of this for the people out there, my kids, uh, my associates, my employees, my the, the vendors and partners I work with, our customers, um, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with having a few drinks, uh, but there's something wrong with being drunk and causing problems for yourself and other people. Sam, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. So, Sam, this is our uh, introductory podcast where we're going to talk about the podcast, but let's start by hearing a little bit about you. Why does moderationdrinking.com exist? Sure. Well, because... Um... First of all, uh, at the immediate level, my wife and I own and operate uh, 15 Airbnb rentals on Folly Beach, South Carolina, right outside of Charleston. It's a very popular uh, tourist destination, and we've been doing this for 11 years and really started hosting a lot of our guests with a party vibe. And so professionally for me in the last 10 years or so, uh, having a lot of drinks with my guests was uh, an important aspect of hosting and growing our business. Um, I know for myself, I got out of control, but I wanted to kind of step back a little bit because a lot of folks who may end up later in their career didn't just show up in a vacuum. It's uh, a long history of what I'm calling alcohol in the workplace, whatever that workplace may be, and overconsumption can lead to problems. And I know for me personally, just kind of taking it to the Wayback Machine, I grew up in the uh, 1970s. Uh, my parents used to have cocktail parties all the time. So alcohol was always around my household. Um, my first job uh, at a supermarket uh, happened to be when they got their liquor license to start selling uh, uh, beer and wine. And this was all before barcodes. So, you know, they kept inventory with a piece of cardboard and a pen. And I got to be friends with a meat manager who would just change the inventory and we'd have a few beers after work on the company. Um, you know, that sort of started ingraining like, well, work can be fun, work can be drinking. And uh, got a job in college working for a construction company um, in the Boston area. Uh, we- uh, well, Sam, real quick, real quick, did, did you know at that young age that drinking and work, I mean, the way you said it, they, they kind of go together, right? There was nothing wrong with it. That's what you took away from that first job? Well, it was my first job, so I had no other frame of reference. And, and to, right. to your to your question, yeah, I thought that was just part of the job experience. Work became a little bit more fun when I was 16 years old at, at that age, having a beer with some of the coworkers underage. Uh, in college, I got to work for a construction company. They had a couple of large trucks, and we'd be in you know on the highways of Boston heading home. They'd stop, get a, a couple of six packs of beer. And uh, just drinking and driving on the on the big trucks on the way home with these uh, Italian masons. It was kind of fun. Again, uh, fun and drinking went hand in hand with employment. That's sort of how I grew up. Um, right. I got educated, became an architect, 
Uh, and, the, you know, a lot of the smaller firms I worked for, this was common practice when all of the uh, what we call brain work was done and the design was approved and accepted and we had all the math calculations done. We were just literally drawing, uh, making thin lines and thick lines. It was very common to be doing that well into the late hours of the evening. And we would definitely have, you know, beers around the office. Again, that was sort of the the, the trend. Um, after that, I kind of got into sales and uh, worked in the trade show industry. And that opened up a whole nother, um, I guess, worldview of how much partying corporate America or any uh, work experience can do. And trade shows, uh, you've been to many yourself and uh, software conferences they are ripe for overconsumption. And I saw that firsthand um, in the they're six years. They're, they're set up intentionally to put you in that position, not necessarily because they think about it, but it's it lines up perfectly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, we 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 have we've seen it. There's people who go there all the time because that's part of their sales job and that's their modus operandi. There's also people who get to go to one conference a year and boy, do they let loose. And, um, I, you know, that was my first introduction to, you know, the corporate side wearing a tie, having, you know, uh, a challenge with alcohol. Um, I worked for a publisher for a while. Uh, we we uh, produced um, business journals in small markets on the West Coast. And we used to do trades with some of our advertisers. So we'd have bars and restaurants that we trade with. They get, you know, a thousand dollars worth of advertising and we get to go take clients to their establishments. And uh, one time the, the publisher put the, the, the nicks on that and said, no more trades. By the end of this quarter, you got to use them all up. So um, one of the last uh, uh, days, we took the whole staff down there and had a big meal and a couple of drinks. And there was still like $200 left over. So the, uh, the microbrew place brought out like two or three cases of beer. And we were on deadline that night. So the, the publisher literally said, you know, no one's leaving this office until all this beer is gone. Um, again, from the top down, this was the message, you know, that I was getting that employment uh, meant drinking. And uh, right. that was just, you know, my experience uh, in doing that. And then, you know, I, I worked in the software industry after that. And again, uh, conferences, um, much like trade shows, are, are very ripe for that kind of thing. Uh, so later in life, um, my wife and I moved to uh, South Carolina with a plan to um uh, buy some fixer uppers by the beach and uh, start running them out. And this was uh, 2010, 2011, before Airbnb was a thing. And uh, we blended our talents quite well. She had a property management background. I had an architecture background. So we started buying really rundown properties and then fixing them up and uh, really just doing ads on, on Craigslist and our website. We'd meet people, they would come. And in order to get good reviews on Google, we partied a lot with our guests. And yeah. it was just, again, that whole end of the spectrum of work, you know, uh, drinking is associated with work and advancing your career and advancing your customer base. And so I fell into that trap and for, you know, a decade or so really got uh, heavily involved in a lot more drinking, a lot more partying until things came to a head in uh, 2021. And it was affecting my uh, work, my marriage, um, our business. And so I decided to stop drinking for a year. Uh, got sober with the help of AA and then decided to stop going to AA, but kept, uh, I wanted to find a way to, what would motivate me to stay the course and limit my drinking. Um, so I did a lot of research on what things. So that, Sam, real, real yeah. quick, you made, you made, you've made a conscious decision at one point to stop drinking because yep. it became at some point in all that, 
natural um, emotion of work and fun and alcohol, it got to be a problem. So you, you, you did an admirable thing and recognize that and you stopped altogether. And then you came to the realization that what if you could balance it? Is that, is that what kind of happened? That's part of it. I, I, I've always liked the challenge. And, and for me personally, I mean, I have friends and relatives who are, who have decades of sobriety in AA. It's absolutely the gold standard for helping people quit drinking. Uh, for me personally, um, a big part of their message uh, is uh, is powerlessness, admitting that you're powerless over alcohol. And that was a place that I didn't necessarily like. And I wanted to challenge myself and started looking at motivational things. Um, what what do people use or do to try to change their behavior or achieve certain things? And in my research, I found what are called challenge coins. Um, they've been used for thousands of years by military regimes, uh, fraternal organizations like Freemasons. Military and, and police forces today still use them. Um, and so I, I, I decided to design a coin for myself. Um, one day on the beach, I was just drawing and sketching, and I came up with the idea, and you see it in the background here, the, the first round last call challenge coin, um, all under the heading of, if I could limit myself to two drinks, then I would stay in control, but I'd also be social and still um, acceptable in some circles, because even to this day, People who claim that they're not drinking sometimes in the professional world get ostracized. And so for me, this was a balance that, that struck. And what I found when I designed this coin, it was something I did just for me. Um, but uh, in the course of coming out of my sobriety and using it, uh, I never forget this. I just put it down on the bar. And when I go and I designed it to be super thick and heavy, uh, it weighs as much as eight quarters. Um, and the concept here is. You know, you put it down uh, on the bar on the days that you want to drink less. First round, you get to have one drink. If you want to have a second drink, you turn it over. It says last call. And once last call is done, you stop drinking. And so I I started going around just using this coin. And, you know, invariably, we would go out early. I'm not a, I don't like to stay out late anymore. But when I put it down in a bar that didn't have a lot of people, they'd hear it bartender would ask the person next to me would ask about it and i told them my story and they said wow that's really really cool you should have you thought about taking that to market i i never had anybody say that's a dumb idea they were all excited you should do something with this and i found also this is the peer pressure part of this uh is that when you're sitting next to somebody and you oh, you're telling them that you're only going to have two drinks I remember the first few times I did this, I'd be, man, I'm feeling good. I haven't been out drinking with my wife in, in a year. Boy, I'm just, a, I want to have another drink. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just told the bartender, I'm stopping it too. I can't order a third. And so th this coin really helped me uh, become a symbol uh, of control in a way. And so as I started thinking about taking it to market, uh, I built a website, moderationdrinking.com, and when I decided to sell it commercially, I came up with the idea and I got a patent for this, both the design of the coin and what I'm about to say, the, the, the code of conduct, is you can't buy this coin unless you agree to the code of conduct. And the code of conduct says this, on the days you choose to drink less alcohol, yeah, you can click it there. The days you choose to drink less alcohol, you put this coin in your pocket. And when you want to drink, you, you put it down first round, Side up, you have one drink. You want to have a second drink, flip it over, have that second drink. But once that last call is done, you stop drinking alcohol for the rest of the day. 
That's the challenge part of this coin. And because you can't get the coin without agreeing to the code of conduct, if this coin doesn't work for you, that means you didn't follow the code. And that's on you, not me, the seller of the coin. And so uh, it's really been exciting to see people order this coin, give me testimonials about how it works. Uh, because at the end of the day, for me, this is this coin has been about accountability. And uh, that's what I hope to gain or hope to give to other folks uh, as well. On my website, you're seeing some of it there. Uh, I have resources for people who may need help if they can't stop drinking. Uh, and I'm fully aware that there might be some people who, who um, buy the coin and then they still can't stop drinking. I've got resources there. Um, yeah, and when, for, I first, you know, when I first met, you were really clear about the idea that this isn't for everybody. This is for people that that want to have an impact on how much they drink. And you even said a couple times on this uh, in this conversation that it's some people might choose to do this some days, but not all days. Right. And that's one thing. I, for me, it was a, a choice to spend the rest of my life like this because I know the slippery slope that happened to me uh, when I was heavily drinking. And so I choose to deploy this coin every day. Uh, but with the the proliferation and acceptance of uh, dry January, which is coming up, sober October, the explosion in sales in the non-alcoholic drink market, I really feel there's a, a trend here for uh, folks to drink less. And this coin fits right into that. Um, the other side of the coin, using the pun, uh, is I've created it to be super affordable. Um, the, the the price I came up with for this, I had one consultant tell me for something like this that, that can change lives, you should be selling this coin for $99, $79, uh, because it's really a tool that could change people's lives. Um, at the end of the day, the, the DNA of this coin is about, is about two. Two sides to every coin. This coin is about two drinks. Serendipity, my birthday is February 22nd. So I just decided to sort of put the, uh, the, the message over the profit and I sell this coin for $22. Super affordable. It's, you, you buy one or two cups of Starbucks uh, a, a day, that's what this coin costs. But well, that's a whole other addiction we don't need to talk about here. Yeah, yeah. But this coin can absolutely change your life. Uh, you know, once I started doing this, I got my life back, my wife back. Uh, my whole world changed around, and I, I'm 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 riding the wave of a trend that I think is out there. As I mentioned, with dry January, sober October, um, I yeah. even and you're going to be hearing about it on uh, on some of my social media. I even have the website, and it's going to be coming up soon, called Moderation February. If you come out of dry Januarys, I know a lot of people are like, boy, I haven't had a drink in 31 days. I'm going to go get hammered on the first yeah. of February, and I'm suggesting yes. come out of dry January uh, with moderation. Um, and that'll be another topic for uh, another uh, podcast for sure. You've got uh, on your website giving back and you call it actually mothers of mothers of drunk driving, not mothers of drinking drivers. You call out drunk drivers, right? I mean, there's a difference in what you're really highlighting. What I'm super uh, excited to be part of with you is the conversation. It's OK to have a drink or two. That's OK. Just don't get drunk and impact other people in your life. Right. And uh, you, you see it uh, all the time at, at your level uh, of management. Uh, it, it can impact your career. It can impact others. And we've all seen people uh, whose lives have been cut short uh, too early uh, from being killed by a drunk driver. And that, that's one of the reasons I chose to sponsor uh, MAD. I'm clicking around your website. There's a video section. I didn't know what to expect there, but it sounds like you've got uh, you've done some videos on alternative. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, a big... Uh, that's right. A big part of this moderation is 
finding alternatives to drinking lots of alcohol. So this coin just gives you two drinks that have alcohol, but I've really explored and enjoy uh, non-alcoholic beers. And this is a section here where I've reviewed some. I found some other folks who have um, uh, a great message about this. So I put links in there to them. So I rated all the non-alcoholic beers in my area. And uh, for me too, uh, under the heading of moderation, and this, I know a lot of people fall into this. It really, uh, for me, came down to what I call the the pre-game drinking. It's the three or four drinks you have at the bar before the hockey game or before the concert. For me, it was the three or four drinks I would have at the at the grill when I'm making the steaks and then I'd have three or four more with dinner and so uh, on those shoulder events that I call them um, that's when I choose to drink um, uh, non-alcoholic drinks and I find that it, it just helps me stay social it helps me stay clear and then honestly uh, if I know I'm only having two I certainly savor them more and treat them more like a fine wine regardless of what I'm drinking I like I like bourbon as well um, so it doesn't matter what I'm drinking, whether it be beer, bourbon, or wine, I am sipping it slower because I know I only have two and it doesn't go to my head as fast when it's an unlimited amount. And, uh, I can remember, uh, you know, in the days of heavy drinking, it, it you lose track, you go to pay your bar tab and you're like, oh, I only had three or four and the, yeah. the bill is 60 bucks. You had seven or eight right. happen all the time. And now with this coin, you know you have where you stand because you have to flip it over when you have your second one. And once it's done, you've already made the commitment. You're done for the day. And um, that's how it's and, changed and, my life. And I'm hoping it, it can help others as well. And when it's associated with like a shoulder, maybe you actually go and enjoy the event more because you don't spend so exactly. much time at the bar exactly. or in the bathroom or, and you're just more coherent. I hundred percent agree. And it's, you know, and that relates to like business functions too. You, you might actually have better business conversations if you're not the one beyond reason uh, when it comes to the alcohol intake. Yeah. And that, that the, the other thing too, is that you don't have to really explain it to anyone. You have a drink. The other person's having a drink at some point you switch to club soda and lime and, and the, the, with all of this um, trend towards drinking non-alcoholic drinks or drinking less, um, so many different commercial distillers and breweries are making non-alcoholic options, including the bars and restaurants. They've caught on. They're making mocktails, which is alcohol-free. Um, and I started exploring those here in Charleston. It's been a lot of fun. However, what I've noticed is they charge the same amount for that mocktail yeah. that doesn't have your Kettle One vodka or your uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon in it as they do if it had alcohol. It's crazy. So I just stick to club soda and lime. That's my go-to when I'm at a bar and I want something fizzy. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, Sam, let's talk about the podcast. This has been a good conversation learning about you, learning about the background here, you know, tying it a little bit to, to some of my experiences. What's what's your goal for the podcast that we're going to start with, uh, you know, the official first episode next time? Sure. Well, uh, my hope is there's, you know, when I started this, that uh, I was just uh, seeking to reach the average person walking up and down the street. Um, I, I really hope that we could tie this into uh, really link into corporate America, um, who who through a lot of their changes socially are now more um, opening their eyes and antennas to concepts like this. And you see it more than me at your management level. Uh, my goal is to help uh, corporate America 
consume less alcohol, be more productive. And this coin can certainly be part of that. And so that that's one of the things that I've thought about since we first started talking. Yeah. Yeah. The message that you can reach through corporate America and, and, and the uh, shenanigans that goes on in corporate America in terms of the amount of drinking that goes. I mean, I, I go to a conference and, you know, at five o'clock, the happy hour carts come out and you see those same people at two o'clock in the morning, they're still drinking. Yeah. Uh, it's insane with no end in sight. And then you look on the next day, some of them, I have a question for you. Do you get hangovers? Uh, uh, yes. When I was drinking heavily, um, and uh, I, I've always sort of prided myself working through it. But uh, towards the end there, uh, there were definitely times I was missing meetings. You know, my wife would tell me, hey, where are you? I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, last night at dinner, we talked about meeting the uh, electrician today at 9 a.m. Where the hell are you? Yeah. And so there are times I would I would get up, but I would miss the meeting because I couldn't remember what happened the night before at dinner or whatever. Right. Yeah, for me personally, I'm I'm super lean, don't have a lot of fat and muscle mass on me. Uh, hangovers for me take days and days and days to go away. Yeah. It, it's enough to make me not want to drink just that part alone. Forget about you know the cost and other things that happen. Right. Um, but so for this podcast, I think we've agreed upon you're going to be writing some blogs around yep. topics, some of the things we've covered here today already, like uh, non-alcoholic uh, beverages and, and maybe your experience. Maybe you and your wife go to Charleston and you you had a drink or two and then you tried a couple of mocktails and you're going to tell us, you know, what happened next. Yeah. Uh, I guess the idea is just to kind of take those blogs and kind of review them and, and just give people a, a place to listen, uh, to kind of to double down on this message that it's OK to drink. Just do it, drink it in moderation. That's all we're asking. Yep. That, that's certainly my mission. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we connected. I think there's a great deal of synergy here and I, I hope to continue moving it forward. Yeah. So Sam, just to kind of recap this one, uh, this one episode, this intro episode, what's the one thing that you've said that you want to make sure people take away from this listen? Um, I think it's a matter of, um, there's a fork in the road and you either have control over alcohol or you don't. And um, there, there's always an open seat at any AA meeting on any corner in the USA. Um, if you have control, this is a great tool. This first round last call challenge point is a great tool to help you maintain and recognize that control. Um, but if you can't control it, I'm here to help you find resources as well. So moderationdrinking.com is where they can go. Right. Uh, they can they can buy the coin, they can agree to the challenge, or they can reach out to you through that? Yeah, that's right. And uh, also, they can click links and get talk to, um, I have links on there to rehab centers, to uh, AA meetings, all kinds of strategies for people who may recognize they have a problem beyond this coin. Uh, but there's links to uh, bars that specialize in mocktails, uh, videos to review certain non-alcoholic drinks like the ones I did and others. Um, there's all kinds of resources on there. Yeah. Sam, that's awesome. I look forward to talking to you more, learning more about your stories, hearing what you're doing, just finding ways for you to continue to get this message out. And, and I'll go help you and you and I'll go together and we'll start talking to some corporate leaders. And I know they know this is a problem. Let's go help raise awareness and, and start doing something about it. I like it. Thanks so much. All right, Sam. Thanks for having this chat. Okay. Bye-bye.